wonderful day in the Lord. Wonderful today. Amen. We want to share with you today the promises fulfilled, our prophecy fulfilled. I want to say to you, your prayers, if they're not being answered, they will be answered. They will be. George Mueller prayed for a friend 56 years, never saw no results. On his deathbed said, I know the Lord will save him before he dies, and he did. So believe in God, trust in God. We're going to read some scriptures, but we're not going to read the full length of the scriptures this morning. Sometimes just a few words in a scripture will do you more good than reading a chapter. Peggy cooked a pot of casserole beans that Rhonda Moore Neal got us on. I thought it was too big a pot when I come home. Mexican cornbread, and she said, I got a cantaloupe, and I cut that up, and that's what we're going to eat. We ate that for three days. It got better every time. Sometimes just a few words in the Scripture will do you more good than a seven-course meal. And just meditate on that. It'll feed your soul. So they may put these up there, but they don't have to because we're not going to read all of them. But we're going to talk about this morning a preach promises fulfilled. God fulfills every word that's ever came out of his mouth. Some of them hadn't come to pass yet because we hadn't went to heaven yet. Amen. Genesis 20 and 17, you don't need to turn there if you don't want to. Your descendants shall possess the gates of your enemies. That's a promise that he gave Abraham. And before we finish this morning, that promise is unto you. And not only to you, but your children and your grandchildren through Abraham. Then he tells it again to Moses, 32 and 8 of Deuteronomy. When the Most High gave the nations for their inheritance. I like what Brother Ken said this morning, a wonderful Sunday school lesson, well presented. Our vision needs to be bigger than just this church. If our vision is no bigger than this church, our vision is too small. Now, I want to say this morning, your asking needs to be elevated and ask for big things. Come on now. He said, well, Elisha was about to die. The king sent for him. And Elisha told the king, said, open the window and shoot the arrow. He did it three times. And the Bible said Elisha was furiated with him. He was angry. He said, that's all the victory you're going to get is three. If you'd have done it more, you'd have get more. So elevate our asking and our thinking and our expectance unto God because the promises will be fulfilled to you and to your children. All right, Psalms 2 and 8 says, I will give you the nations for your inheritance. How many of you want to start expecting big things to happen? If you're not already, you need to start expecting something big to happen in your life and in your children's life and expand past our own family. Wonderful, wonderful. 
Then we find in Isaiah 28 and 6, it said, For the strength of those who turn back the battle at the gate. Now, God will give you strength if you'll use it to turn back the enemy when he comes to your gate and try to enter in your house. Amen? He's going to, in your weakness, God's strength is made perfect for the purpose to fight the enemy at the gate. Here a few years ago, we had some, at home, not in our house, but in my barn, my well shed, I had trouble with mice. Seemed like I could not get rid of them. And I was down getting some stuff one day, and the guy said, what are you doing with it? And I told him, I'm putting it in my barn. He said, well, you're putting it in the wrong place. He said, they're already in there. What you want to do is stop them before they get in there. Take that bait out of that barn and put it on the outside, and you'll get rid of them. Church, he's given you strength to fight the enemy at the gate before he ever comes into our lives. He's given us the strength to stand up against the enemy. That's the prophecy from God, Brother Melvin. We got to fight him at the gate. Got to fight him at the gate. He's promised an inheritance, a magnificent, wonderful inheritance. I feel so good. How many feel good? Daniel said, those that know their God shall do exploits. Do you know him today? Do you know your God today? Then you know you'll do expert. Three Hebrew children, which are familiar stories, but Sister Ruth made an impression on my life here not too long ago. She said, I'm going to say something this morning in Sunday school. Did y'all know that God is writing new scriptures in the Bible? said, I found some this week that he just wrote in there. I thought, my goodness. How many of you will find something in there that you know you've read before, but it, this time it spoke to you that it never spoke before? That's what she was meaning. Something good is going to happen every day. Y'all all know this story very well, but we're not going to go through that again. On the worst conditions of their life, they're teenagers sold into bondage because of what Israel done. And the king threatened to put them in the fire furnace because they wouldn't bow down. And they said, we're not bowing down. They said, if our God doesn't deliver us, we're still not going to bow down. And he said, well, heat it seven times harder. I want you to get this this morning. Heat it seven times harder than it's ever been before. We're going to burn you now if you don't bow down. They said, well, we'll just take the burning. We're not going to bow down. And they opened the furnace door and threw them in there. And the fire was so strong it devoured the ones that threw them in there. I want to say we need to look at our God and not how hot the furnace is today and not what's wrong in the world today. There's a God greater that's in us than what's going on in this world today. And as soon as they threw them in the furnace, Jesus stepped right in there with them. In your problems today, Christ Jesus is stepped right in the midst of your fiery furnace. If you will confess that he doesn't deliver you, you're not bowing down. I don't see the results. I'm going to wait till I get the results. Something good is happening in our lives. I want you to get your vision. I talked to Starla the other day about some things. I said, honey, 
I want you to quit looking at things like that. I want you to get you a vision and begin to speak what you want to see happen in your life. I want you to see it happening before it ever happens. She says, well, I'll start doing that. How many know that we're going to have to see what God is going to do before he ever does it? They said, we're not bowing down. And the king looked down in there and said, I thought I threw three in there, but said there's another man in there, and he looks like Jesus Christ. I want you to know, get a vision this morning. Jesus Christ is in your problems with you. Whatever going on in your life, Jesus is in there with you, and you're going to come out of the fiery furnace, and something's going to be happening great when you come out. Hmm? Now, they've been promised nations through Abraham, Moses, and Isaiah. They have a promise, a prophecy. They got that, Peggy. They, they got it from God. They knew the promise because they are the seed of Abraham. How many believe this morning you, the seed of Abraham through Jesus Christ? I'll read this scripture in a minute in Galatians. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When you're going through the fire furnace, and I know this is hard to do, especially if you're walking close to Christ. If you're not walking close to him, you're going to be devoured. You're going to lose hope. You're going to get the mullet grubs. Things are not going to work out right for you. But the king said, take them out of the furnace. Take them out. He said, now, I am going to make a decree throughout this whole land. I won't go through read all the places how he did it. He said, I'm going to make a decree. When a king made a decree, that was it. I don't know about nobody else. When I grew up, when my mother and my daddy said something, that was it. Huh? I mean, that, that was the law. But anyhow, he made a decree. He said, anybody says anything against Shadrach and Amishiach and Abednego, I'm going to put them in the fiery furnace. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Because when you come out of the fiery furnace, you're going to have the promise fulfilled in your life if you quote it beforehand. Hallelujah. And they done quoted it beforehand. And I want you to know something else here. How many like to be promoted in the kingdom of God? Come on. You want to be promoted in the kingdom of God. They got promoted to a higher rank than they ever had before. And also the king said, don't you say anything against them. If you do, I'm going to put you in the fire furnace. I mean, you want God to promote you in a place in the kingdom of God. If the enemy says anything about it, you can rise up and meet him at the gate and before him back, Mordecai in the book of Esther is a type of the Holy Ghost. He sat at the gate. Amen. And he was not supposed to that. Let anybody come in there that had not authority to be in there. Listen, the devil has no authority in our house. Ken didn't know I was going to preach this this morning. He got no authority. That the reason he come in because we don't meet him at the gate. He giving you power to speak against him. These promises were fulfilled in their lives. Fulfilled in their lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David said, I believe and I speak. God told Adam, somehow or another, I make a lot of mistakes. I made, ordered 
a book the other day and didn't think it never going to come. Peggy looked at the price and said, you must not order that book because that book wouldn't it's too little amount for that book. Said, something must went wrong. So I ordered another one. The first thing you know, I got two. I gave her one of them. What is the power of prayer? The power of prayer. It's not a very big book. 90 days, the power of prayer. And when she's telling me this, she said, look at here. What God told Abraham, I mean, Adam. Here's what he told Adam. Adam, I'm giving you authority over the earth. That's scripture. You find in the book of Genesis. I'm giving you the authority of the earth, and I'm going to still be the authority of heaven, but I'm giving you the authority of the earth. He said, now, I have not, didn't put it like this, but I have not named all these animals. I had not named any of them. I left that up to you. And she said, whatever Adam called them, what were they? When he called the lion, what did the lion say? Oh, I'm the lion. I'm the king of the jungle. The Bible said whatever he called them, that's what they was. Come on, church. When we begin to call things what God says to call them, then that's what is going to happen. When we made him at the gate and said, listen, you can't come in here. The Holy Ghost is in our life to guard and give us authority over those things. Whatever he called them, that's what they were. Ephesians 5.1 says imitate God. Talk like God talks. Don't talk like the world talks. The promises are being fulfilled. We're going to have some promises that we've never dreamed were possible for in our lives. The wonderful things of God. I want you to start vision and start talking. 1,000 on Sunday morning. You say, Brother Billy, we can't handle that, man. Oh, yeah, we can. This auditorium is designed to seat 750, but it won't do that. But we got an overflow down in the Life Center. It'll seat 300. We got some other places out here. We can put a monitor in that to seat 300. We've already seen that some of the funerals that over in 1,000 was here in the parking lot taking care of that, but we can expand that. Amen? I want you to start seeing the helicopters coming out here and bring the worst cases in the world. Church, we got to have a vision, not just for this place. And I'm not talking about to expand the church here, but they get the Holy Ghost, get healed, and go somewhere else. As long as they're in the kingdom of God, that ought to be all right. It is all right with God. It ought to be all right with us. Well, Brother Billy, I don't believe that'll happen. That'll be all right. We're going to believe it's going to happen. We're going to believe it's going to happen. Praise God. I may believe something good is going to happen to you today. Something good is going to happen to you today. We have this promise from God. And the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. We're going to see things that we ain't never seen before. The world is ripe for the greatest revival that it's ever seen from what we're seeing happening in this world today. His kingdom, the Bible said, is from everlasting kingdom to everlasting from generation to generation. I'm going to read these scriptures again. Genesis 20 17. And your descendants shall possess the gates of your enemies. Shall possess the gate. That's one thing had to Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot's position was to guard the gate. But he let homosexuality get in, begin to grow. It brought destruction. When you allow something come in your house, this house right here, first thing you know, you're going to see destruction. If you don't take care of it quickly, 
you'll start seeing destruction in your life. Glory to God. Then he goes on, Deuteronomy 32 and 8 said, Were the most high gave nations to you for an inheritance. Gave nations to you through Abraham. Psalms 2 and 8 said, I will give you the nations for your inheritance. Isaiah 28 and 6 says again, For the strength of those, his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. In our weaknesses. You know, when they made a decree, and I never noticed this until a few years ago, I knew Daniel prayed three times a day. Here a few times back, it jumped on me when Daniel said his window was open always toward, that's in the book of Daniel, always toward Jerusalem. He didn't have to open it. It was already open. So he went and prayed, even though they had made a decree that anybody that didn't follow the king's decree would be fed to the lions. He still went and prayed three times a day. When they come and got him and put him, put him in the lion's pit, I don't know about you, but the devil's always trying to put us in the lion's pit. Hmm? He's always working to get us in the lion's pit. But he put him in there. The king walked the floor all night. You remember that old song? Uh, Roy Cup used to say, saying, I know we just a kid. We had a little radio here once in a while. I walked the floor over you all night. I couldn't sleep a wink, and that is true. We wondered what in the world he meant as kids. We didn't know. We guessed, we began to talk, said it thought it must have buried him in the, under the floor and walked the floor over him. But I want you to know, Daniel was not afraid. The king walked the floor all night. Mm-mm. Is anybody in here walking the floor all night over your troubles? Oh, I'm telling you, you, you need to get a Daniel's attitude. If they eat me, I'll just wind up with Jesus. A young person told me the other day, said, I'm not afraid of the mark of the beast. I'm not afraid to cut my head off and shoot me. I'll just go on and be with Jesus right then. That's what I'm living for. I thought, what a testimony is that? The king got up early. Well, he didn't get up early the next morning. He went down, went down to the pit. Daniel! Daniel was the God whom, notice this, whom you serve continually, able. <laughs> I mean, how many believe God is able? He's able to do abundantly above what you can imagine or think. Was he able? How many believe your God is able when you're in the lion's pit? Your God is able to shut the mouth of the lion, which is the devil. How many believe that the devil's mouth needs to be shut? And the way you shut him in the first place is not let him in the gate. In the second place is to call on God, which you're not able. He will strengthen you and give you strength. Was he able? 
Daniel said, oh, king, you walked the floor all night and fretted for nothing. I'm well off. Can't you imagine? Can't you just see him laying out at them lines? He told this one line, said, you move over. I'm a little discomforted here. Another move over and let me get my head on you so I can have a nice rest. And that's what he did. But I want you to notice the promise, the promise. How many believe that God has given you a promise not only for your household but for the nation around you? Come on, church. If your household is not saved, I want you to start speaking. My household is saved. I got a promise from God, and I'm looking for the fulfillment of the promises of God. They're going to be fulfilled. Took him out of the lines then. He made a decree. King did and promoted Daniel. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about y'all. I'm just excited about that. When you come out of the fiery pits and out of the line then and you hadn't been scratched with a line and have the king to promote you, that's a wonderful test. This world and the church need to see the visible manifestation operation of the glory of God operating in our lives and in the world. A visible manifestation. What can you ask more to see a man taken out of the line then and the king said, bring those that lied against Daniel. Don't fret yourself over people lying against you and hurting you. Don't spend one second hurting yourself over that. Pray for them. And the king said, go gather up all of those that was against Daniel. Get his children. Get his wives. Get all of them. Bring them here. And throw them down in that pit. And the Bible said before their bodies reached that end of that pit, the lions had done tore their broke their bones. And Daniel gets a promotion. How many know that there's a promotion? If you walk right with God, when you're in the lion's den, my God is going to deliver me. If he don't, that's going to be all right too. But my God, Job said, though these worms, 18 inches long, eat up my body, yet in my flesh I'm going to see my God. You're going to see your God regardless of what happens if you walk with God. Promises are fulfilled, being fulfilled. Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew 16 and 8 says, the gates, Jesus said this, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Not prevail because you on guard. Hallelujah. Solomon went to bed at night. He had armed guards standing around him, guarding him. I want you to know you've got more than an armed guard standing around you and guarding you at night. You've got the angels of God that's been assigned to you is watching over your life and watching over your children. Sister Linda, you remember Drew Joner? He said, I'm going to preach it so plain, it looked like two eggs sunny side up on a platter. I just got in the church. He said, you waste your time worrying about your children. I remember that. And I felt like when he said, the angels sitting around you tonight, I just felt, I was young. I just felt like I could reach over and touch them. He said, you don't need to worry about where they're at and where they're going at night because you can't protect them. But God has put an angel over them, protect them for your sake, 
because you're walking with God. Angels encamp about those that fear God. We're blessed beyond measure. Start saying, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Isaiah 28 and 6 said, I have given strength to those who turn back the battle at the gates. In other words, turn back the battle at the gates. Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail because there's a keeper in the house, and that's the Holy Ghost. What did Jesus say? I come to do what? Serve and what? Not to be served. I didn't come to be served. I come to serve. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, he's still in the position, Sister Linda, he'll to serve you. James Clayton, he's in position to serve you. He hadn't changed his attitude. He hadn't changed his way of doing things. He's still in that position. Your descendant. Now, you say, well, Brother Billy, does that mean me? Yes, it does. And here it is in Galatians 3.14. That the blessings of Abraham, what was on the three Hebrew children and what was on all those children, what was on Daniel, is on your life and on your children's life. Amen? Because here you have it right here, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. How many is a Gentile? I've had people, the Gentiles, say, I wish I'd have been there on the day of Pentecost. It wouldn't have done you no good. They wouldn't let you in because you're a Gentile. They locked the door and you couldn't get in. Amen? But now you've been set free. You're no longer a Gentile. You're the wild olive branch is grafted in with the same authority and privileges that Abraham had. That's what he says right here. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And then it goes on to say, might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we receive the promises or the promise of the Spirit through faith. Everybody ought to say through faith. The way we get saved is through faith. The way we stay saved is through faith. The way we get the things of God is through faith. Through faith we get these. Christ has made us all able ministers. I'm talking to guys after service yesterday, I never met him before. I knew some of his family members, and he was a very young guy. And he said, well, he began to tell me, he said, I'm not a preacher. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not a, a board member. I am a Christian. And it's my job as a Christian to evangelize this world. It's my job to find whatever I can do to find and do it for my Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's my job. And I'm satisfied with my job. So I thought that's a wonderful statement to have. He's able to make all grace to abound to you. The word grace means favor. How many believe you have the favor of God? You have the favor of God in your life. He's have able to make it abound to my life, to my children's life. Got one, Peggy and I. Got three grandchildren. Abound to them. I don't know how many grandchildren I got. Great grandchildren. I got a bunch of them. But anyhow, listen. God's grace is able in this age to abound and abundantly toward them and in them. It's one thing to have it toward us, but it's another thing to have it in us. The hope of glory in our lives. 
Oh, goodness to God. Hallelujah. Psalms 23 and 4 says this. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This is a declaration of faith. This is a declaration of speaking faith about the promises of God or the prophecy of God. I want you to notice something here. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He did not say, I walk through the valley of death. He didn't say that. Some of you is looking. You'll find it. He did not say, I walk through the valley of death. I walk through the shadow. I'm on the outside of it. I'm walking through the shadow of it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mary said, how can this be? I'm a virgin. I know no man. And the angel said, the shadow of the Lord shall overshadow you and impregnate you. Listen, the Holy Ghost in your life can impregnate you with Christ's power and authority to fight the powers at the gate. At the gate. And then he says something else. I will fear no evil. In other words, I have no fear of Satan. I have no fear of him. I don't care what he is, who he is, where he is. I don't care how strong he is and what he's about to do. I don't fear him. And here's why he didn't fear him. He said, thy rod, which is the word of God, and the staff, which is the type of the Holy Ghost, shall comfort me. That's why the word is so important. That's why the Holy Ghost is so important in our life. It's the word and the power that is with us, he said, it's with me, and thy shall comfort me. How many of you feel comfort in the Lord? Oh, I'll tell you the word of God. Hallelujah. A rushing mighty wind come on Acts 2. When I was a kid, we picked peas, dry peas, put them in a toe sack and beat them, hang them up and beat them. Then we'd pour them out in a number three wash tub and hold them up in the wind. What did we do that for? You did you catch it? Do what? Oh, blow that. You kept doing that till you had nothing but what? Nothing but peas. You said, what's the purpose of that? Of the mighty wind. It blows away the chaff in your life. The unwanted things in your life, he will blow it away. And John the Baptist said he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Not only the Holy Ghost gives power, you need to be baptized with fire. What does a fire do? It also burns up the chaff. Something that's not any good, something's not useful. Oh, church, we got so much working for us, I don't care how much is working against us. We got more working for us than we got more working against us. We're more blessed than any of the devil. He, he gets confused trying to mess us up because of such power that God has given us. Amen. If you notice here, he made a statement of faith. The Word of God says, 
I'm going to change this up a little bit. But I want us to start realizing we're going to run with the horsemen at the swelling of the Jordan. Amen? We're going to run with the horsemen at the swelling of the Jordan. The world needs to see that little book called The Church Watching the I mean, the world watching the church to see what we're going to do. We're going to run with the horsemen. It's the swelling of the Jordan because God has given us hinds feet, the power of the Holy Ghost, to run this race with patience and be victorious in everything we do just like these people do. Let me quote you some things that Ezekiel said. He said, I will take away... The stony heart. Also, we find that again in chapter 22. Damn. How many, when you come to God, you had a what? A stony heart. I don't care how bad a person is. They're no match to the Holy Ghost. Oh, and he goes on and said, I'm going to take that heart out. I'm going to take that heart out. I've known some people who had heart transplants, and they take a lot of medicine. Why do they have to take a lot of medicine? That body is saying, according to scientists, that body is saying to that heart, you're a foreigner. You don't need to be in here. And it's always, that body is always rejecting that heart transplant. So they have to give you all that medicine, which is chemicals, more or less, to get to accept that. But God said, I'm going to take that heart out of you. I'm the chief physician, and I'm going to take that heart out of you, and I'm going to put my heart on inside of you, and you will not be having to take anything because that heart is going to be a part of your original body just like it was when you were born. That means the Christ Jesus inside of us, the hope of glory living inside of us, strong and powerful and dynamic. I'm going to take that heart out. And he goes on to say, I am going to take your ashes and turn them into beauty. I thought Ed was cremated. They had it, I assume that was his urn sitting up there. And I thought, how many of you ever seen the television program, I Dream of Jeannie? I thought about this. Isn't that crazy? I thought about this. I dream of Jeannie. Well, what did Jeannie do? Huh? Come up out of that bottle. I thought, one of these days, if we die in Christ, I don't care if you cremated or what it is, one of these days when Gabriel rolls that trumpet, you're going you're gonna to come up out of that because the power of God that raised Jesus from the grave is going to raise you from the grave. If you've been cremated, you're going Come up out of there. Come on, church. It's time for you to take a book of Ezekiel 37 and read from there to 114 and see yourself as God speaking to you. Speak to the dry bones. Streak to the dryness is in your own soul. Streak to the dryness is in this city. And the Bible said in the 14th verse, after he done all that, they all came together as one and made a mighty army for God. Listen, when we become a mighty army with God, the world is going to see that Christ is in this world. I believe the devil is getting too much credit. Christ needs to give more credit. We need to give him more credit. Perfect love casts out fear. 
perfect love casts out fear. You know, that's why the world and the full gospel clock traveled around the four corners of the earth to come to Jesus and pressed upon him to hear the word because he was love. He loved. I'm going to close with this right here, what Jesus says here. God is able of these stones to raise up of the children of Abraham. No one is too hard. Am I the only one that came to God was hard? Huh? Am I the only one that had a hard heart? He said, God is able to make the hardest person in this world. They will melt at the presence of God. The wonderful things that God has for us is beyond our imagination. And Jesus went on to say again in 1940, the stone would immediately cry out to God if you and I don't. He's going to have a remnant. He's going to have a people. How many are glad he chose you one day? He chose you one day. Amen? Praise God. I intend to ask Brother Melvin, but I sort of forgot. I believe it was in the Atlanta Memorial Hospital, wasn't it, up on the hill. You was up there visiting somebody, and you come down the aisle, and saw, we saw one another. And that's when he started making his way a better life with God. Is that right? I don't know what happened in his life, but I know from that day forward. And there's some people in this community she, he and I ran with, they said, well, it won't be last, well, it won't last long. They'll be like everybody else. They'll just be up there a little while, and they'll be gone. Well, that mine was in 1961. When was yours? He don't remember. But I'm still here. How many glad you're still here? You're glad you're still here? Pastor told a lady one time in the church, said, you're not running faster than the rest of them in the church. She says, you know, I've noticed that too. But you have, I've noticed I've met a lot of them coming back. It's not how fast you run. It's where you endure to the end. And that's when the crown is back. God bless you for being here today. Look for the fullness of the promise of God that we gave unto Abraham, right on down to the children, all the way through the Bible and into the book of Galatians. It comes to my life and your life, your children's life, and as far off as our Lord, our God, shall call. Wonderful, dynamic things await the children of God greater than what we have here. So God bless you for being here today.